Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC. We're glad that you've joined us today as we continue in our series of podcasts that look at current topics and events that are having an impact on our society, the world of education, and the local church. Joining me today, as always, is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley. Hey, Mark. Hey, Scott. Good Good to be here. Good to have you today. For those of you who have been following Dallas Christian College for at least the last year, you know that we hosted several webinars last summer titled The Church After COVID-19. And one of those webinars focused on the rapid evolution of technology and live streaming in the church as we canceled in-person meetings for a period of time due to the pandemic. And in today's podcast, we're going to revisit that topic as we take a look at how the church has pivoted and evolved over the past year because of the way we were forced to do church. One of our special guests for that webinar who is joining us today is DCC alum Chris Gabbard. Chris serves as the online campus pastor at Compass Christian Church in Colleyville, Texas. And Chris, we're glad to have you back to share with our listening audience today. I'm excited to be here. Good to hang out with you, Scott and Mark. Excellent. Joining Chris is another DCC alum, Joseph Payne. Joseph serves alongside Chris as the online production director at Compass. And Joseph, it's good to have you here as well. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you. So Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you begin this interesting discussion on where the church is now and how technology and online ministry is going to affect the way we do ministry in the future. Yeah, Scott, thanks. You know, I'm a little intimidated. I've got two unbelievable professionals here. I've seen both of them work, and they are incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a joy for me to attend uh, Compass Christian Church, and uh, oftentimes I attend online. In fact, that last Thursday, uh, I attended online, and it was awesome. And I get to hear Chris uh, do all of the upfront stuff. You are smooth, man. Well, you speak too kindly, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been <laughs> a learning process. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph, man, he's, he's always uh, doing the behind-the-scenes stuff, making it happen. So this is a kind of a dynamic duo. I call that, that we remission have. control. Yeah, remission that. control. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> yeah, if any of our listeners have a chance to go by Compass uh, Christian Church in Colleyville, they ought to do it because uh, it's a pretty incredible operation. And, and you know, I think, uh, I think a part of that – uh, I mean, it was already in operation before COVID-19, really. But I mean, it just went into hyperspace, you know, during COVID-19. And I got to tell you, a lot of churches are trying to catch up. I mean, they really are. Or, you know, they're like, okay, we got to do something for the people who are at home. And, uh, but, but, and then now they're thinking, okay, we've gotten through that. Now we're okay. But that's not the way it is with Compass. I mean, you guys... Uh, <clears throat> Compass is really making online, uh, in fact, I've heard it over and over again, it is a, a, a site. It's considered one of, the, one of the sites of ministry. So, uh, Chris, again, you, you kind of lead out in, uh, in the upfront stuff. So tell me, how, how did that, uh, Scott mentioned evolution, how did that evolution happen? Yeah, you know, it's real interesting. You know, I think back uh, to when we began uh, online ministry, specifically me stepping into that role, uh, which was 2018. Um, and just at that point, it was just an extension of what we do in the room. Um, and we had chat hosts, which I think were um, an incredible piece to, to bridge the gap to where we are today. But it was really a pivotal moment where we decided, uh, even in 2018, that 
what do we really want this thing to be? What do we want to define it as? And uh, once we defined what we wanted it to be, what we felt God was leading, uh, it was just about putting the appropriate appropriate pieces into place. Um, and so really it does start with the chat host and building a culture of relational ministry. Um, and really, as you think about Compass and having five campuses, one being the online campus, we call it a campus, Mark, because it really ministers to people who are on that campus and call that place their home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be for several reasons, and I'll let Joseph speak into that a little bit as well. But just the idea of people who are there, who attend the Colleyville campus, and who are sick, or kids are sick, or they're traveling, they're out of town for whatever reason, they're st- still able to connect to a weekend experience and not really miss anything, still be able to worship, hear a message from our lead pastor, Drew Sherman. Um, but also in tandem, it's this idea of people who are learning about what church is all about. Maybe they want to check out Compass, but they want to, it's, it's become the, the front door to your church, right? And so it's those people, but it's also people who may never walk into the building. And so Joseph, I'll let you talk a little bit about kind of how we're reaching those people now who will maybe never even walk into the campus. Yeah, that's a good point, Chris. Uh, something that we realized during uh, the pandemic is we're reaching people far beyond our geographical location here in the area. And so sometimes we were finding the language we use, the things we were doing online were very local centric. So something we've been trying to focus on a lot is how how do we include those people so they feel like they're connected to us and are part of what we're doing, not only locally, but nationally and around the world. Yeah, and I think that's, to the, your question, Mark, uh, what Joseph just said was, that's what makes it a campus, is it makes people feel like we're connecting with them personally, we're talking to them, we're investing in them. And uh, once we define it as a campus, uh, people are starting to call that, hey, that's where I go to church. Um, and it's been so cool. So you're no longer, I'm no longer <clears throat> just an observer who's Correct. watching on, online. Right. I'm actually attending church. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, it's exactly what our kind of mission for our online campus is. It's it's a place where we want to move people from watchers to participators, and that can look like a myriad of things. Yeah, so I think, I think there's a lot of criticism about online ministry because it's like, well, no, all it's doing is uh, allowing people to sleep in bed, or, you know, stay in bed on Sunday and watch uh, online. But uh, Compass has a different perspective. Yeah, we do. Um, Again, I think one of the things that we like to do is we like to focus on, hey, we want to meet people where they are, and we want to move people. It's a progression. You know, if someone hops on and they're just watching and they're not giving, they're not filling out a connection card, they're not making a decision, they're not interacting in our chat, that's okay. That's okay. We see it as someone who's walking into the, the physical campus and sitting in the back row every week not engaging with anybody, but they're just beginning the experience. And we don't know what journey they've had or what they've been on. And so we're okay with that. We're meeting people where they are. But our prayer is that there will be a progression of uh, them engaging with us on some level. Um, And the idea of that is, is we don't know if people are de-churched, unchurched, never been churched. And so we're like, hey, if this is the front door to you experiencing Jesus, then we'll meet you there. But we're also going to get you in, in, a, in a, an evolution state of where we want you to evolve into a group, uh, getting, being a part of Rooted, uh, making a decision for Jesus, uh, maybe even ending up on a physical campus with community with other people. So I think, Mark, a lot of people, they see church online as an either or. 
it, it, it's got to be either that online or it's got to be in person. But I think we got to look at it as, as both and. And I think I know Joseph's going to talk a little bit about what we see coming in the future a little bit later that talks more specifically to that. Yeah. So, uh, Joseph, uh, tell us some behind the scenes thing. How, how do you pull people in? How do you make them feel a part of what's going on rather than just a, you know, a viewer? Yeah. One of the ways um, our online team really tries to do that is we we integrate very closely with those who are who are carrying out the service in person so that that practically that looks like we're having smooth transitions we're eliminating distractions we're having the the most the smoothest experience we can just like you would in the room we try to do that online because it it translates so we're we're really intentional just like those in the room are intentional about having those smooth experiences and eliminating distractions. I know. I know that sitting in the audience, and you know, Drew will say, "Hey, I want to say hello to those who are out there." That doesn't distract from me at all. It's, I don't know. It's kind of, maybe I've gotten used to it or something, but it just it just kind of flows. It's interesting. And when I'm watching online, you know, I it, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a weird thing. Was that was that difficult to work out with Drew and those who are up front? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a learning curve. Uh, we had to had to constantly remind a whole bunch of people, uh, especially when it comes to language, changing your natural language from being so local to kind of understanding there's more than those watching, more more people watching than those sitting in the seats in front of you. And that's hard to visualize for many, many people, uh, depending on their background and what they've been doing up to this point. So it's a it's a constant uh, constant reminder from everybody. And I think that's one of the one of the really cool things about Compass because they've named the online a campus. Chris is in the seat at all those meetings on the campus pastor meetings, the leadership meetings, to constantly keep that in front of everybody and be the champion for what we're trying to do online in the online ministry. And you know, Mark, I think you know the silver lining in, in COVID as it relates to churches. Um, those of them that went online, most of your people that attended your church were online at some point. So it kind of opened their eyes to what was that maybe never they never realized was a part of the ministry of Compass or any church for that matter. So anybody that's listening right now, you realize that if you if you were in person and and did anything online at all during COVID, your people were exposed to the idea of hey, we're able to reach people, and I was being able to get uh, fed while I was not able to physically go to a church. So that was kind of the silver lining for us is the exposure of what we were able to do online. And so even as people are going back in person, they're reminded, even in the room when Drew welcomes somebody or when we mention something that, oh yeah, there there are there are people watching online mm-hmm. all across the country, even around the world. Yeah. So <clears throat> so what what what's some advice, you know, maybe that that you guys could give a, a church that's thinking about bailing on online. You know, okay, it's you know, it's it's not really, you know, a central part of what we do or who we are. Uh, what what kind of advice would you give them if they're thinking about bailing on online? Besides, hey, join, come on, uh, Compass Church. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think Joseph can speak to that well um, in regards to where we see the future of online church, um, even beginning now. But. Uh, just a quick statement about that. I think you know if you're if you're listening right now, you're thinking, man, we've got most everybody back, and that's great. And so we can we can cut the online thing. Um, it's your front door. 
if, if people are checking out your church, if they want to attend, most people are looking at what you have online. And so what we try to do at Compass is we try to replicate, obviously, what's in the room and the, the excellence of what we try to do online to give a very good first impression of what Compass is all about. And so that would be my encouragement to anyone listening right now is, hey, you know, don't back away from online. If anything, fall more into it um, because that is currently where we're at and if not more of the future. And I know, Joseph, you've got some some ideas and thoughts about what that looks like. Yeah, and to tag on what Chris said is is your, your building is limited by geography. And so if you stop your online stream, you don't know what reach you're missing because online spans is not limited by your geography. So, yeah, yeah that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, something I came across uh, of a, f- a few weeks ago was a video that Life Church put out, and they were kind of proposing what's next? What are we seeing in this realm of we're coming back in person, we've got online, and they proposed this idea of they expect it to turn into a hybrid model. And they really base that off of, just think of the sports industry. You go to a live sports game two, three times a year, but the rest of the time you're watching on your, your app, your phone, your TV, and you're still as integrated into the experience. You're watching the stats, the news, you're really into it. And that's just kind of part of your culture, and they call it a hybrid model. So Life Church is starting to talk about what does that look like when you relate it to the church after COVID. All these churches are streaming. They're coming back in person. What does that relationship look like? And where where are people actually what, – what kind of trends are we going to see with attendance online versus in person and how many times they may go to either place per month? How's, how's that working for Compass? You know, I think we're we're we've been lucky, as you said earlier, Mark, to kick things off. Is that we felt like Compass was not behind the ball when COVID hit. We already had some things in place, and so I see right now we even see that playing out here at Compass. Is that you know we'll have people that are back in the building, but some are not not yet back in the building yet, um, but they are connected online. So the win there is people are connected to Compass, whether in person or online which is a win for us. Uh, and we use this, this analogy all the time. It's like if you do a four-week sermon series, well, if you have a family who's in person for two weeks of that, but then they're online for two weeks of that, that's a win because they were a part of a four-week sermon series. Or they actually, if they missed a weekend online as well, they were able to hear that uh, on demand. And so I think that's something that wasn't around before um, and, and not really – highlighted enough that, hey, this is an option for you to stay connected to our church. And Mark, honestly, if you were to say, hey, I've got, a, I've got someone who attends your online campus and that's all they do, attend online, or the opposite of that is they never attend church, I would take the first. Oh, yeah. uh, sure. You, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the, it, does the quality really matter or does it, is it more the content? I think it's both. Uh, I think the quality does matter. I mean, just speaking realistically here, there's so much quote unquote competition out there in regards to what you can find on media. Um, right. And I think it goes back to the old analogy, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to hear a sermon, you had to go to a church to hear it. Now, if you want to hear a sermon on a specific topic, you just go to YouTube and you type in sermon on this Mm -hmm. and you can find sermons galore. But what we try to do at compass is we try to create an experience for people and, and uh, go along with our mission statement, navigating people to God, to find people where they're at. And if that's them engaging in worship, if that's in them praying with one of our chat hosts, and that is the only thing that they engage with in that experience, 
then that means there's been a one-on-one connection with somebody who's been able to be prayed for, to cared for, who's been able to be seen even on the other side of a computer screen. Um, and that's a win. So, so Joseph, okay, you're, you're the behind-the-scenes guy here. So how does that happen? I mean, do you have a bank of people that, you, you know, will take somebody who wants to pray? Or how, how do you do – what's the – I guess uh, the phrase is, what's the magic sauce? <laughs> you know, what's the magic sauce to make it not, you know, just from online to an experience? Well, I will say that we have our own, even though Chick-fil-A sauce is <laughs> depleted right now. We have our own special <laughs> sauce. Okay. Yeah, Louis Murillo loves that moment right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And like Chris said, the way you can be unique is you're providing that live two-way interaction. And that changes it from a viewer experience to a participant in the experience. And so we, we do have volunteers who we've trained that are scheduled uh, every week at certain services and they are chatting on every platform all the time. Um, and they're available to direct message people, private message, pray, all those type things, get links to people. Hey, I have questions about baptism and they are equipped with those resources, copy and paste baptism link, copy and paste decision link. We, Chris puts together a great guide every single week that has all the information any questions they may get and all the links to direct them. So they're also pathway makers in a way. They're they're directing those pathways and helping make those connections. Which, by the way, okay, just a, a little plug here. Chris has written an off, awesome book uh, for kids on, on baptism, and uh, I know that my granddaughter is reading through that right now. So anyway, uh, we might put a link we'll, we'll up. Put the, we'll put a link to that. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> So, okay, back to back to the online after our commercial break. Uh, you know, so, so Chris, how do you draw them in? I mean, you're the upfront guy. How do you draw them in? Yeah, I think um, I've learned a lot from just watching and observing other churches and, and, and people who are doing some great things, but also just um, I think it takes on your personality. Uh, and, you know, just having a pastor's heart, uh, being in ministry for about 20 years now, just I love people. And... Um, I'd be lying to you, Mark, if I told you this hasn't been an adjustment for me, ministering to people face-to-face to ministering to people that I may never actually physically meet. But you have to look at them as people who are longing for a relationship with Jesus, and how can I effectively minister to them? And for some people, that's just acknowledging that they're there. Um, and we try to do that by, by, by acknowledging them by name. If they, we ask them and encourage them every week, multiple times in the experience to, hey, drop a comment in the chat. Let us know who you are, where you're watching from. So we like to do shout outs online. We like to get people to engage. A lot of times we will get people uh, to try to communicate in the chat room by saying, hey, if you need prayer today, reach out to us. Hey, if you're wanting to see God move, type in the chat. I'm ready to see God move. And when you see the chat room just explode with people typing that one phrase that you mentioned on the camera online means that they heard you that they felt the presence of God enough to say, hey, I need to respond to this. I want to receive what God has for me today. Um, and so we try to just have those intimate ways to allow people to respond and engage with us. Um, so a lot of it is just being being there for people, speaking directly into their situations um, and allowing them to feel like, hey, they're ministering directly to me today. They see me. They're talking to me. This is for me. Uh, and I think what Joseph said was just f- trying to figure out how to do in the room and online well, but making sure that people feel like if I'm watching online, that's not second rate. 
like where I'm at right now is okay. It's good. It, 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 there, there's a ministry for me to reach me. You know, I think, I think it's amazing to me. I, uh, when, when we have chapel on Thursday mornings here at DCC, uh, man, when you go on Facebook Live and, and you start watching all of the responses, it's yeah. different from church. I mean, you know, church, but they just sit there and listen a lot of times. I mean, they sing hymns and, and interact. But, man, during the message, they're just like, uh, hey, man, this, that, wow, that was, a, that was a great point. And that really spoke to me. I, I, uh, I usually attend uh, uh, Compass uh, Daily every morning at 8 a.m. Uh, and, man, it's just people somehow, because they're not live or in, in the room, they feel so much more free to respond. So when they respond, uh, Joseph, what do you do with that? Uh, sometimes we, if we're going live soon, I'll tell Chris, hey, I saw this in the chat, and he'll work that in to his live moment to kind of bridge. If somebody sees that Chris is watching, oh, they saw what I said. That's creating a connection, and they're now participant in the experience and more likely to continue uh, participating. Um, another thing is if we see people chatting, we may try to get that to our lead pastor, and he'll mention them by name at the beginning of a sermon, both creating the connection with them online, but r reminding everybody in the room that there's more people outside that are viewing with me. And it's kind of building that that idea that it's not just me in the room. This is bigger than just us here, and, and just keeping that in front of their mind. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm you know, I'm no, no sour grapes here, but last Thursday, man, I was given a shout out big time uh, from home, and I, I didn't get I didn't get the love, man. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. See, we all got faults. <laughs> I will say to echo what, what Joseph said was, you know, um, if anyone's listening right now and you're, and you have an online ministry, maybe you're not even calling it a campus yet. That's okay. There's no pressure to call it a campus right now. I would say if you've got an online ministry and you're reaching people, um, one is enough. You know, the, the, what Jesus said, you know, leave the 99 for the one. That's what we feel like online ministry is. If we can reach one person every weekend, uh, connect them somehow to, to Jesus, then, then it's a win and it's worth it. And I think one of the things that we do well in that at Compass that I would encourage everyone to do is if you're like, hey, what's my next step? Okay, I hear this podcast. Like, what do I need to do now? I don't have X amount of dollars. I only have this. I don't have this staff. I'm the, I'm the only guy at the church. What do I do? I'm the only woman at the church. Um, I would say invest in some volunteers that can be chat host on whatever platform you're broadcasting on because that's the true backbone of our online campus. It's not me. It's not Joseph. It's our volunteers who are praying and reaching out. And, and to close things out, if you want, it's, it's the, our ministry has become a community of people. And they tune in every week to the same weekend experience, and they experience a relationship with the same chat host every week. And so a lot of times they're logging on, and they're going right to the chat host to say, hey, I've had a difficult week. Can you pray for me? This has gone on. Or, hey, we had a birth in our family. Let's celebrate this. So build those relationships and, and create that. that would, that's the first step I would take. Scott, uh, this is incredible, man. Uh, yeah. we, we need to we need to do this again. I think we do. Yeah, I I just was struck by the the word that kept coming to mind as you were talking through all of this the last twenty minutes was intentionality. Uh, a lo a lot of churches have done this as an afterthought, or well, okay, we can't meet in person, so this is our next best thing. 
But I also, I mean, for me personally, I think if we're not careful, we discount the power of the Holy Spirit to work in any situation. And That's regardless, good. yeah, the, the early church m- was meeting in person. We understand that and, that, and and there's nothing, I mean, I love being in this room with you four guys right now. But if I can't do that and there is another way for me to still connect in 2021 using technology, I, I think there's something there. And, and I think that transformational discipleship process while it may be different and it may be more complicated it may be more challenging and still be done in an online platform i bet next to if, if zoom was around they would have met, they would have met somehow <laughs> they, some they way. may have <laughs> yeah, exactly. they devoted themselves to prayer the apostles teaching fellowship breaking of bread and zoom and to logging on <laughs> and the logging on Hey, we want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. If you want to learn more about Dallas Christian College, you can check us out at www.dallas.edu. We're going to put some of the resources that were mentioned in uh, with this episode, but you can also uh, encourage you to check out what's happening at Compass Christian Church. You can go to uh, compass.church forward slash online or compasschurch.online. Either one will get you there. And you can check out some of their services and see what uh, what's taking place. But thank you for being a part of the DCC Leadership Podcast. And thank you for joining us for today's episode.